With LinkedIn Jobs, we tap into a network of more than a billion professionals to help you find quality professionals quickly and easily for any role you need. Marketing wizards? Found them. Software engineers? Found. That project manager I could never seem to hire? And found. LinkedIn Jobs quickly matches your roles with candidates with the right skills and experience. In fact, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Post your first job for free and get started at linkedin.com slash spoken. That's linkedin.com slash spoken. Terms and conditions apply. Hey there, Beverly Hills 90210 fans. It's now time to dive deep into an episode-by-episode, character-by-character, song-by-song account of the making of your favorite zip code with your host, Charles Rosen. I sit in the chair. It's one of Sandy's antiques. The whole thing breaks. Larry Mullen. He shouldn't be even in this show. I hope they're going to kill him, and they did. Pete Ferrero. Up my like TV crush is Claire Arnold. So, I mean, she has to come on the show at this and point. And representing the fans, Lily Amaran. And I love you. I have dreamt about you. What? I... Along with many special guests. And your questions. So sit back and relax, because it's like totally time for the Beverly Hills 90210 show. Hey, hey, here we are. And look who's with us, Mr. Jason Priestley. A.K.A. How are you, man? It's good I'm to good. have you. I'm good, Pete. Thanks. Uh, yeah. Thanks for asking. Happy to be here, finally. Yeah, man. Oh, that's great. Uh, I know you just did. Uh, you just finished filming a Christmas movie, right? I'm not making that up, right? How did that go? I was up in uh, Lake Tahoe um, dealing with all the new and exciting COVID protocols. And, oh uh, man! Really? Yeah. Mm. But did did you feel good? About, I mean, did that company production company have it down? I mean, that's 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 major. I didn't know we were shooting in the in the states. Yeah, yeah. They they seem to. I mean, you know, it's a, it's a lot of testing. You know, you get you know we mm. do blood tests three times a week. Uh, every morning you get your temperature taken and you have to fill out a COVID questionnaire. Wow. Um, it's a lot. Uh, uh, and, and you know the crews are much smaller, and uh, mm. you know l- lunchtime is very different. There's no craft service table anymore. <laughs> wow! You know it's um, it's a little different, but uh, but it's uh, hey man, you know it was nice to get back to work and get sort get back to some sort of sense of normalcy. Uh, right. This whole this whole thing has been very stressful, I think, on on everybody, and I think uh, any chance we get to, to get back to some sense of uh, things are, are maybe going to get back to some sort of uh, some sort of version of normal I think it, yeah. uh, is nice alright so listen hey Jason Connie I'm going to add her to the room here she won a contest to get to ask you anything that she wants to ask you for the first five minutes of our broadcast All right, hi, Connie. Jason Jason Connie nice to meet each other right hi Hey. so what you got for Jason you know, I have been thinking for days because I didn't actually think that I'd win the contest. And I'm like, what could I ask him that I have that I wouldn't have already seen or read? And I don't really have much, um, but I see a lot of questions in the group, and I think people just want to know where would you, where do you see Brandon Walsh in 2020? Good question. Wow, where do I see Brandon Walsh in 2020? Oh, wow. Uh, that's a very good question. Um, 
uh, working for Kamala Harris uh, on her campaign. I was going to say uh, why, yeah. which is uh, which is which is going to be a rip roaring affair, I think, as uh, as the as the Republican spin machine tries to tries to take her and uh, Joe Biden down. Yeah, um, as we've already seen in the last twenty four hours. It's incredible. Um, I think uh, you know, obvious, obviously, you know, uh, Brandon Walsh headed off to uh, to Washington uh, uh, to find greener pastures in uh, in D.C. And I think that he got pulled into uh, the world of politics, and I think that that's probably where he landed. Now, uh, I'm going to ask you this question: Which of the the females from the show do you think he wound up with? I don't think he wound up with any of them. Really. No, I, I think, I think, I think, I think that, I think that, uh, you know, I, I think that, I think that the, the, you know, in in a perfect world, I think that there was a, there was a version of the world where Brandon and Kelly, were, we, you know, were the, were the king and queen of the prom. But um, well, let me ask you, what about Brandon and this person, Emily? <laughs> 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 makes sense to me, Jason. Makes perfect sense. <laughs> you want to ruin that? Right? I don't know. Christine's a very good friend of mine, and I see yeah. Christine all the time. Yeah. Um, That's I thought we knew it was a safe surprise. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, I I don't uh, I don't I don't know if Brandon uh, ended up uh, knowing Christine his whole life, but Jason uh, certainly ended up knowing Christine his whole life. So. Indeed. Uh, Jason got the better end of that deal. Uh, Brandon certainly probably didn't. Very sweet. He was. He was. Brandon was way too uh, judgmental, mm. and you know, Brandon was way. You know, sent people to the island way too quickly for uh, <laughs> for, for, for very. You know, for, for for not very not very egregious errors. He would. Be, and I've done that in my real life <laughs> a little bit too, too uh, easily. I've, I've matured out of that, uh, that phase. Christine, we wanted you to swing by and say some, you know, say hello to Jason. And, uh, hey, Jay. You know, what, what, <laughs> what was it like for you working alongside him? And we're going to, by the way, just to let everybody know, uh, Christine's going to join us for a Emily Van- Valentine centric episode in September. So we're super excited about that. Uh, that's one of the reasons yeah. why we popped her in to, right. to, to make that announcement. But uh, what was it like working with Jason all those all those years ago? Contrary to what people say, it was unbelievably horrible. <laughs> He's a dick. No, uh, it was great. It was a uh, it was a great lesson for me. It was an early job, sort of in my career, and Jason was uh, younger than I was, still is, um, and such a professional and such a uh in every way not just in how he was like the the adult on set with the cast and like navigating uh just you know all the politics of a set but i would be doing a scene with him and the camera would be on me and i wouldn't be on my mark and he wouldn't even take his eyes off my eyes and pull me onto my mark and keep talking while in the scene and not even cut the scene and pull me into place uh, so that the level of uh, proficiency, like as an actor, was uh, was really impressive to me, and his ability to be a grown up uh, when people were encouraged to not be so much. I think when you're that young and that successful, you know. Um, and and I got to I got a front hand 
I got like I got to be like in his shadow and watch how he navigated fame in the most graceful way I think can be done. So it was a, a lot of lessons for me that I'm grateful for. Oh, that's beautiful. Um, Jason, I'm curious for you working with Christine, what was that what was that like for you? Oh, uh, it was uh, it was it was wonderful. Christine is a is a consummate professional and a, a very talented actress and uh, and just a, a first class uh, uh, person. Uh, and she's uh, she's I've, I've been very fortunate to uh, I was very fortunate to to meet her when I met her and to uh, and to get to work with her for the time that I got to work with her. And I feel very blessed to have had her uh, be a part of my life for all of the intervening years uh, that have that have happened since, uh, you know, she's been a great friend, uh, not only to me, but to my wife and my children. Uh, she's been a, she's been a uh, very, uh, she's been a big part of our lives for a very long time. And I feel very blessed to have had her in our lives. Amazing. Hey, Christine, what about, where do you land on it? Did Emily and Brandon wind up together or did they, was it, did, did it not happen? What do you think? I, I say no. I say nobody should stay together from being from starting off that young. It's just growth. Like it, you should like we should experience, experience more people in your life. Sure. Which is which is why I, with, with the with the reboot that happened this last summer and everybody wanted it to be you know a straight reboot of the old show. They thought they wanted to see Brandon at the Peach Pit serving mega burgers to David and Donna and married to Kelly, I just think that's the most depressing possible scenario. Like what, how did these people <laughs> that were so interested for so long become so unbelievably boring? You right. know, so I think, that, I think it's great that people, I mean, that's, that's life. That's, and that's life for a reason. I think that that, that growth is important. Otherwise it's depressing. <laughs> yeah. We never, we never talked about the reboot because it isn't really in the mandate, but Speaking for Larry, we love, fucking loved it. And yeah. Karen, too. We knew every reference. You know, it was well, like, I get I that, joke. I get that. And you guys were great. And, and, I think, yeah. and I think Fox made a, you know, they made their decision, but I think it was a blunder. You know, you guys, it was so original. I really admired it. Yeah. And it was really the only way to come back. So I agree with you. Now, Connie, Thank do you, you have guys. anything else you want to ask uh, Jason before we let you go? Um, what was the, your favorite thing that you cooked during quarantine? Good question. Oh, what was my favorite thing I cooked during quarantine? Oh my god! Oh, that's a good question. Uh, uh, well, I, I think I think the, the uh, my favorite thing I cooked during quarantine were all was all the pasta dishes because uh, you know being an actor, you never get to eat pasta. So quarantine was was a great excuse to eat pasta. It was very short lived. Uh, there was only a couple of weeks there where I and my wife started baking uh, sourdough bread like everybody else. Right. So for a few weeks there, it was just sourdough bread and homemade pasta, and <laughs> everyone just went nuts. And all of a sudden, you know, everyone had put on ten or fifteen pounds. And then, thank God, the gyms reopened, and we were able to go back to the gym. And I had, you know, we all had to lose our COVID fifteen and uh, go back to the that's, that's that's how that went. So, <laughs> I've been doing some of my wife's workouts, so I'm right there with you. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> all right, Connie. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. You here? All right. Thank, thank you, Connie. Bye. Nice to meet you. All right, and uh, Christine, you're going to be back with us tentatively September 16th, which we're super excited yep. about to Great. do uh, the Emma, Emily Valentine episode. So thank you for joining us as well. Thanks for having we're me. Hop into this episode now. All right. Have fun, guys. Bye, Bye, Bye. 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 Bye.
All right. So there we have that. We got we started off with a bang, Jason, didn't we? Yeah, you did. That was good. <laughs> yeah. I didn't see that coming. No, I know. Um, <laughs> it's a good surprise. Hey, uh, Chuck and Larry, how are you guys doing, man? We didn't even get to say all that stuff. Uh, all good in, in your world? I Yeah. I'm, I'm like Jason. I, I was very, uh, very uh, Camilla today. It's a Camilla day. Close to Camelot. You know, she was really impressive. And that was... Um, uh, it was nice, and I, I can't get in the water, it seems. I'm trying hard, but yeah. even this morning, I went out, Larry, and it was like 62 degrees, and it was cold. I know, I know 62 is nothing for in Vancouver, but it was, yeah, I, uh, I'm not going in that water. I, I got up at 8 o'clock, and Jason will appreciate it. I watched Stanley Cup hockey. The Bruins won a double yeah. overtime. It was so fabulous, 8 o'clock in the morning. I, I couldn't have been happier. But, you know, it's the other thing is, is that, you know, this whole show, which has become was like a pandemic pastime for us, has become something more. And, and in, in the words of Chuck's notes, it's become fuller, richer and deeper. We're really getting a, an archival thing about the show in, in these deep dives. And, and, and you know, I get, it's, you have to really stay up on it because everyone's watching the shows again. We all we watch these things. We haven't seen them in years. And we have to remember you were shooting seven pages a day, Jason. I don't know how you did this. I don't know how this could possibly be done. And then you delivered performances of all the actors and yourself. Mm. And I just was so underappreciated. I'm so sorry. It was phenomenal. <laughs> and also I got to see Chuck's sixties, which was great. I remember being part of it, but really yeah. seeing it now for had the way Chuck sees it in the West coast was really delightful. And you know, the Western with James Whitmore as a, as a, as a cohort and stuff. And I wrote him today. I was so excited. Anyway, oh, really? I, I'm, I'm a happy guy. And Darren Martin, I want to say hi to you, Darren. It's good to have you. You and Jason obviously know each other and whatnot. Um, how's everything with you? I know you've been going through some tough times, and of course, we're all thinking about you on this end. Uh, how how are you, man? How's how's things going? Doing good. I'm on vacation this week. I've got a tiny little bit of a cold, but there's no COVID anywhere near me, so I know it's just a cold. <laughs> And I saw that cake that you made on uh, Facebook, right? That looked incredible. I don't even understand how you were able to create that. That was brilliant. You yeah, I just, uh, I Googled how to make a purse cake because my mom was a huge fan of purses and I wanted to do something big for her 65th birthday. So, yeah, I think it turned out good. She would have liked it. Yeah, very, very cool. And Lily, representing the fan, you're, you're here as well. How's all in the, the fan group's world? There must be a lot of excitement to have Jason here, yes? Good. Everyone is over the moon to have Jason with us tonight. <laughs> Very cool. Very awesome. Well, uh, you guys were all talking about Kamala Harris and whatnot, and I, we we have this new T-shirt. You're gonna love this, Jason. Maybe <laughs> get. Oh my god! This is the most requested T-shirt that we get. I get an ask for this. Love every, it. So now it's here. There you go. Okay, we actually Peter and I did a little side one of these with with Joshua. You yeah. know, who's like a therapist, and <laughs> and he tells. He he told this one story. He gets a referral from Carol Potter because they do the same thing. Yes. And, and, yep. and he said to Carol, I was on the show. And she said, well, who did you play? And he <laughs> says himself. And then she goes, oh, oh. It was, it was like she didn't quite remember. You know, it wasn't yeah. that, oh, you, yeah. You got you up in a car. A lot of water, lot of water oh, under man. this bridge. <laughs> oh, my uh, God. Last one, last shout out. It is uh, Rebecca Gayhart's birthday today. So happy mm -hmm. birthday, Rebecca. Happy, happy birthday, birthday, Rebecca. And Larry, Rebecca will be with us in September. Yes, so she, she will join Yay. us. Talk about Very excited. Storyline about uh, you know with Dylan and all that and Tony. So that's really exciting too. Now on to this topic. <laughs> we got through all of that. Um, 
there's so much great work here that you did as a director. Uh, I have to ask you, Jason, you were acting on the show for so long. That's a big job being an actor, the lead. Tony Shepard called you the quarterback of the show. So that's, and I think that's accurate. Aaron Spelling called him the quarterback of the yeah. show. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. And you know why? Because he was. <laughs> that's it. Yeah. Which is beautiful. <laughs> so to take on the idea of doing some directing too, where did that pop in your brain? How did that, I mean, maybe that's a Chuck question, maybe that's a Jason question, but where did it come to you that I want to start directing some stuff? Well, I, I actually started directing theater while I was a senior in high school. Mm. Uh, so I wanted to, uh, uh, directing was something that I had uh, interest in doing and I, and I saw uh, that, uh, that, that maybe I could have an opportunity to do it on the show while the show was as successful as it was. Maybe I could, you know, force, force my way into, uh, getting an opportunity to do something. But, but you know, Jay, you were interested in it from the, from day one. I mean, yeah. I think some of us, I remember in the early conversation, particularly because our first, um, really fine DP, David Geddes, was from Vancouver. You're from Vancouver. So, you know, you ask questions. You you were building towards it. So by, by the time you approach and say, it's time, we're in the third season. And, yep. you know, there's that old showbiz adage, right? First season, the actors work for you. The second season, they want to be your partner. And then the third season, you work for them. And <laughs> and yet, and yet you were, you were, it was clear, this is where, you were going and I never, and also because of 30 something, which is, you know, was, was also in this era, just a little before, so many good actors uh, became directors. Peter Horton, especially is the one that comes to mind, but Melanie Mayron is, is really good. Not really a lot of them. Um, and, and one thing I learned from you as a director and seeing is that actors have their own language. They have their own code and actors are very good directors or actors, or can be, just like Ron Howard is uh, yeah. in that world, and yeah. and I could see that, you know. Yeah. Well, thank you. Uh, and and it was something I was uh, interested in pursuing right from the get go. You're absolutely right, Chuck. And uh, having Dave Gettys there, uh, who, as you say, was a was our our original uh, DP on the show, and and someone who I worked with several times in Vancouver. Uh, having him there um, uh, on set with with us. Um, uh, was with a great. He was a great ally for me uh, right away mm -hmm. from, from the get go on the show, and um, uh, I, I, I certainly was uh, very interested in pursuing directing uh, from the second, uh, from from the second the show began because it was something that I had already been uh, pursuing. Um, so so yeah, you're absolutely right. I was uh, I was very interested and eager and keen, um, and uh, and luckily for me, I, I finally uh, talked you guys into it at the end of the third season. Um, and I and uh, and the and the one thing uh, the one thing Aaron said to me I know I've told you this before Chuck but uh, the one thing Aaron said to me was uh, he, right before I, I started the episode he looked at me and he said don't fuck this up <laughs> I said oh, okay okay Mr Spelling I won't I promise it's gonna be great and well, um, we gave you we gave you a Magic Mountain right that was the that was the distant location yeah that was it yeah I did say yeah right. Uh, and that episode was super fun, and it turned out really well. And uh, and then the next season, uh, he gave me two to direct. And the season after that, he gave me three episodes to direct. And then I started directing five a year after that. And that's yeah. uh, and and that's why and that's why I think uh, when I when I watched um, 
when I watched, uh, remember the Alamo uh, that, that you suggested we watch for this uh, for this podcast, Larry. I, I was watching and I was going, did I direct this episode? <laughs> because that was one of the seasons where I directed five episodes, right? Yeah. I, you know, I was just, I was constantly either in prep or shooting or in post. Yeah. And it was, you know, the turner, there was one, that was one of those 32 episode seasons where the tur- turner over of material was just so laborious uh, for, for all, too. right? For all, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Just kept going yeah. on and on and on. But we did it. Yeah. Chuck, no. was it tough to convince Aaron to say, let's let him do this? Or no, not at, all. not at all. No, he learned it. And, you know, and the interesting thing was, so, you know, he did the first one. And then the second one was um, was really an important episode for me, uh, because as I've said on this show, if you remember, Larry, you know, the whole thing, we and, and Jay, so we move out of high school and now we're in college and everybody's second guessing that move because Aaron Spelling's terrified and Fox isn't quite, how do we promote? How do we do this? And, and the heat was with uh, Melrose, not us. Right. And so, and, and, and uh, Lucy Salhaney, it just started in the network. It was a different administration and all, and it's like, you know, what am I going to say? Because, and I say, we're going to, and, and I, this, I just off the cuff, I just went, we're going to do a honeymoon in Vegas where Brenda goes to elope and, and, uh, and we'll do it right in sweeps and we will be your top show on your network at that point. So, I don't know if I did. I ever bestow that kind of pressure on you? <laughs> <laughs> that really good, though, Jack. That was pretty. Yeah, well, we did, and it was a, and it was that that romp. And what I remember when the first time we talked about it was what you were most. You had a vision, and the vision was I'm starting this episode with Tom Jones, right? And it's not unusual. And you did that. That was, and because you had you met Tom Jones? Yes. And so that was it. You know, that was the guiding force at that at that point on on the, on the Vegas one. Yeah. And then we get into this one, the the ones that we're talking about today. Um, and the one, you know, obviously, I think the first one that we should probably talk about is "Time Has Come Today," and this is, you know, a, you know, a left field from Beverly Hills Nine Hundred Two and Zero. It's its own fun sort of thing, <laughs> you know. Now I'm curious for Chuck. Was was this is obviously an important story to you? I would imagine talking about the '60s, talking about Woodstock. How does this reaction of everybody? Hey, we're going to totally change everyone <laughs> in the show and have them act as other people. How is how is that received? Well, I think we, we I think that that um, you know when you're doing the same, you're doing a lot of the same stuff. You're playing the same character. You know what you're doing. We hadn't. Season four, we weren't quite as serialized as we had become in season five. So, you know, we the notion was we had a few standalones and uh, we, 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 we needed it almost to, to bridge. And because we um, had set up, we were setting up Dylan's going to get ripped off. We needed a pause in that. We hadn't quite gone to theater yet. Uh, at the end of the year and, and getting, you know, so we had some, you know, the different ones to do. And this one, um, I really, in looking at it, um, it really, again, is, and I have a lot of memories, obviously, because a lot of the things we talked about, where they went, what they were talking about, were things I went or where I talked about and what, what remember really quite distinctly. But what pulls out of this as much as anything, and I'll and later just tell my the story about Jason 
the moment he became a director. But the performance you got out of Shannon at that point, yeah. um, you know, this was not, uh, you know, the, she, our relationship, relationship with the company was winding down. Let me put it mm. that way at that moment. And I think she really, the fact that you two got to be together in an unusual circumstance, it just said, we can act. I mean, you know, we're gonna, we're talking about the direction, but you as Will, as the soldier, mm. is, you know, just brings back all the mistakes that lefties like I made in treating soldiers, you know, uh, when they came back, especially. So we, you, your character didn't come back. But the performances, you know, you direct, you got out of her, and even and even um, with Luke, in my opinion, because with Luke, in in one we're going to be talking about, you know, to get him to play real vulnerable without any of the pretense of the Bellage Dylan and and you know deep pocket Dylan. Um, Peter was kind of like that. Peter was just you know you, he got to play a different kind of bouncy guy that was a little wishy washy and trying to find himself in a really difficult time. I mean, the world, Larry, confirm with me, the world changed like this and this and this, and then, you my know, gosh. You, we're, we're, you know who your friends and who your enemies were really quickly. Oh, my God. It just all, yeah. it was so divided, even more so than today. But um, Yeah, well, Luke, I remember Luke's response to this script. Luke came up to me and said to me, oh, so we're doing a one about the, you're going to relive your youth here, right? You're going to, you know, but old guy's got to do that. And I looked at Luke and just went, Luke, you missed it. Yeah, <laughs> when you got that the, was that moment. When you got this script, what did you think? Because it's totally a departure from everything that we're doing on the show. When I got it, yeah. What were you thinking? Oh, I just thought it was going to be uh, a ton of fun to get to yeah. direct because because it was because it was such a departure and because it was going to be such a departure for for all the actors uh, to do something so different. Like I, it was. Because it was, you know, we were in season four of the show and it was and the and the show had become, you know, we were doing so many episodes that there was a, you know, there were there were parts in the season where it was it was starting to drag for everybody, right? And I knew that this was gonna be an opportunity for everybody to sort of break out of the monotony of the of the marathon that we were running every year. And um and so I I really looked at it as as a wonderful opportunity for everybody to 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 sort of break out of the monotony of of the of of the of of the characters that they that they played day in and day out and week in and week out and uh, and to really sort of you know stretch their stretch their wings a little bit and um and and everyone really uh really went for it and really leaned into it and and I think that everyone really just had fun right and it was it was a great opportunity for everyone to have fun. Well, I want to just I want to Peter just let me jump onto the word sure. fun because. Because this is the one most important story. I, I because I saw the moment. Um, I never went, very rarely went to the set. Right, Jay? We didn't. Yeah. We didn't talk that much. I was not a set rat as a as a producer. And but when I was the writer, yeah, once in a while I would I would show up. And this was the first day. I'm sure we were prepping the next episode. And so I'm I'm there in the valley, and I go there, and the AD on this episode comes up to me worried because. He didn't think you're going to make the first day. Right. And we had trouble in Vegas. We, we had a very ambitious schedule and we fell behind and we fell behind. You don't have coverage. Okay. You don't have coverage. You deal. And we did. And most people wouldn't know the difference. But this one, oh, here we are. And I see Jason 
in a row because we had built. Uh, thank you, Drew Kinney, if you're listening. Uh, we built the um, original peach pit again. We did the design to be in that small, cramped little place. And Jason will tell you, both as an actor and a director, shooting in the peach pit was really kind of a drag, right? Um, uh, and so um, the, the uh, sorry, this well, just got to distracted just for one second. And... Um, Shooting in the and, peach. And I hear this conversation, you know, because Jason is the fun guy. Fun. He's the he's Jason. He's the quarterback. He's the leader. And he's got to get the thing. And he said to Luke, Luke, um, Luke, because Luke is always would be challenging or whatever would say. And why are we doing this way? And Jason said to him, because I'm the director and I want you to. And he did, and it's like that's the moment, Jay. You were born as a director. Aaron walked in. Make sure Jason talks more than you. So that's about my. I'm just almost shocked. My God, when we get to um, the western, but I just wanted to say that to you. It's really a moment. It's one of my favorite moments and memories of all of 902 and 0. Is that moment? I'm curious, though, for you, Jason, was being an actor and being friendly with the other cast members as an actor, working with them as an actor, was that helpful in directing or was it uh, challenging? Maybe different for each situation. It was, I, you know what, I, I never felt any pushback from any of them ever uh, when it came to me directing them. I, I, I felt like they were all, uh, they were all very receptive to all of my um ideas and suggestions. I mean, I, I, you know, but, but that, uh, and I think part of that is just, it just has to do with my uh, directing style as well. Like I, I work with actors in a very collaborative way. I'm, I'm not dictatorial uh, mm -hmm. in any way. Um, and maybe that has as much to do with it uh, as anything. And maybe, and maybe that has to do with the way that I came up as a director, having to work with a bunch of actors who I was already so intimately um, involved with. Um, maybe, maybe that helped formulate the way that I that I interact with actors as a director. I'm not exactly sure. Um, I'm, you know, I, I wanted to say, you know, the, the one thing, you know, it's one thing working on the set, but there was just tremendous preparation to be able to pull the, some of this stuff off. I mean, the production and the execution in this particular episode, the art direction is great. I mean, <clears throat> the whole the whole look of this. I mean, there's a, a red leather miniskirt that that Brenda's wearing that is just unbelievable yeah. with the high mm -hmm. boots. I it just, that's it. That's everything. Right. And uh, so that, that part really got me. But the other thing you delivered in this thing, I found it had really emotional punch at the end, which I did, didn't remember at the time. And this was really an underappreciated episode at the time. People thought we were crazy indulgent. I remember. And, but looking at it now, you realize, holy shit, this is really freaking good. And it served the characters really well. Everyone, Brenda says, I love Dylan in the thing. I mean, she has this breakthrough and, and totally earned moment, which is phenomenal. And that's what I took out of this thing. Like, I swear, I was I was starting to tear at the end of the thing. It was just so beautifully done. And thank you, uh, you know, Chuck. And who's Mick Gallinson? I never forgot this thing, Chuck. Who's the other oh, writer? Oh, he's someone who was going to do it and then didn't, and so I had to step in. And I did it. Oh, okay. Yeah, I wasn't familiar with the name. I was, I was, you know, the stuff. You know what? Um, I one of the things you talked about prep. And, and Jay, one of the things I really love looking back at this episode is the takeover of the dean's office. Because yeah. I know that, that was, was very authentic in the staging and the look because um, 
there was a famous film that I actually saw on 69. It was an underground film at the time, and it was filmed by SDS. That's what Columbia University looked like. And then CBS did a special on it so everybody could see it. Yeah, the so tracking shot through the hallway. Model, and, yeah. and you just made it just come alive. And uh, uh, I want to ask you too, uh, Beth makes this point. Shannon was so good in this episode. And um, and I think that's a, you know, and then someone here says, I cried when Brenda said, said that at the end. So we're talking a little bit about Shannon and Chuck brought that up before. Uh, it is true that Shannon was leaving the show at this point. And so that was maybe challenging or, you know, maybe she was good that she was, you know, moving on. What was that like for you working with Shannon in those uh, episodes? Because she's absolutely amazing in, in this in this episode. And I, I, I thought Shannon was phenomenal uh, in this episode. She really she was she was she was honest and she was open and she was available um, in, in, a, in a way that I hadn't seen her in in quite a while. Correct. Um, and it was and and and, she, and it was beautiful and and touching. And, it, and there was a, there was part of the episode that I had forgotten at the, at the end when she goes and tracks down the, the actual girl who wrote yeah, the diet. Yeah. Like I'd forgotten about That's all that. Yeah, it's been so long since I saw the episode. Yeah. And it was such a, it was such a nice treat at the end. It was like, oh yeah, that's right. She went back. <laughs> and it pays off the numbers. It pays off the numbers. And then everybody gets to go to Palm Springs. So everyone has fun. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and she really brings it, you know, at the end when she's, you know, like Larry mentioned that scene where she admits that she like loves Dylan. And I, and I love that, uh, Carol and, uh, or J Jim and Cindy are like, what's wrong with she's losing it. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're always good for that stuff. Well, and there's, you know, and there, that's another thing that I, that I think a lot of, uh, uh that, that got sort of lost in the later years of the show after Jim and Cindy left the show, you know, uh, uh, Jim and Cindy were a huge part of the of the show in the early years of the show. Their characters were were uh, were very important, and they were a big part of the show. Um, and I think that you know, I mean, obviously, you know, having the Walsh family the, uh, be be the centerpiece of the show, obviously, they're going to be a big part of the show. But the, but but when they left the show, I feel like we lost a lot um, a lot of the heart of the show because they they delivered a lot of that heart. I agree with you on that. Uh, we had James Eckhouse here on the show, and he said in the very beginning of the show, when you guys both first started working on 90210, that you had a bet going on how long this would actually last. Do you recall? <laughs> of course we did. What was our bet? <laughs> I don't know. Like I don't remember what the bet was the bet, but I remember that he was like, we both did not think this was going to make it. So was it? I mean, now you're here, all these years later. You're four years in the you know in the show later. Uh, yeah. Were you like, wow, the show is here and I'm directing? Um, uh, I, I, uh, no. <laughs> okay. No, I and and by the way, Jim was directing by then too. I think. Yeah. He did, he did uh, Truth and yeah. Consequences. Yeah. Uh, Lily, do you have any questions from the fans about this particular episode that you'd like to throw into the mix? Not about this particular episode, no. Okay. And uh, for Darren, what was it like for you, man, watching this episode uh, all the way back then? Were you like, where, where are we going with this? <laughs> you know? Sometimes when I post uh, photos on Instagram about this episode, people are like, oh, I wasn't a real fan of this episode, which always blows my mind because it's one of my all-time favorites, like top 10 for sure. I, I watch agree. it regularly. I, yeah, it's a great episode. Um, Chuck, what was the feedback after the episode aired? 
the episode did uh, well in the ratings. And that was, uh, it was one of the higher ratings. It wasn't the highest rated show that Jason directed. That'll be the next one we're talking about. But yeah. uh, it was the second highest and, and was really uh, up for the the, uh, the season too. It was, it was definitely a, two points at least above average. Right. One more thing on this. I want to just point out. It compensates, it compensates for the Western. Oh, Jay. Right. <laughs> How amazing Tori looks as, you know, like she's from the 60s. It's like the costumes in this is, are so well done. Let's yeah. let's not talk, forget to talk about, about uh, oh, Cameron, Ma, you know, Molly and uh, and also the music, Chuck. We love talking about the music here. You know, I mean, this is an incredible soundtrack and costume. You guys, everybody nailed it. Jason, do you remember looking at this and being like, oh, they got that. They nailed the costumes. Oh yeah. No, I was, I was incredibly happy with the work that our, that our, that our art department and, uh, and Molly and her whole team did. I thought everybody did a, and our post team, you know, everybody did a remarkable job on this episode. I was really, I was really proud of the work that everybody did on this episode. I thought, and it was the was, I thought I and Brian were great on this episode. Yeah. They were, you know, they were super funny and, and <laughs> And both really, you know, both weren't afraid to take chances and just be do dumb stuff and go for the laughs. You know, they were great. I, I thought I thought everybody really, really raised their game on this episode and did great work. I was I was incredibly proud of everybody. Also, even even Nat, even oh, yeah, Joey, Nat. like brings yeah. oh, something man. totally different to this here. You know? <laughs> wow! Oh, yeah. I love that he kicked the hippies out. Great, because, because this was. This was, you know, what was going on. We're seeing the, the the progressive side and college and whatever. What was going on was love it or leave it. That was that was what was said in the other the, yeah. the, the counter show being met, you know, at the time. The life we make. So we got a little sliver of that in that scene. Yeah. You know, the other thing which I, I want to say was Jason. I remember at the time you were really going for that Michael Douglas falling down look. Remember yeah. the movie Falling Down? That's that's what we went. Oh my God! Jason looks like Michael Douglas and falling down. Oh, this he had one, that yeah. flat top oh, there and you know, just really wound up tight. And oh, that, I mean, and watching the TVs, all that stuff there—the new and improved, some of the language there—it's just so delightful. Uh, yeah, uh, I, yeah. I, you know, kudos well, to the writers. It was interesting too. You know, the other thing that uh, that's interesting about it too, and that is that the notion being that there they are eating their TV dinners. Vietnam was called the living room war. And because we saw it on television, it changed people's attitudes. Notice after that, never saw coverage like that again. But interestingly, flash forward to 2020, think of all the videos that we saw relative to, to, um, you know, the, the social justice movement in this. And it's because we see it that it has the impact. So it's almost a real connection between those years and, and these years right now as, as I speak. And Amy says she literally got lost in this episode. It was so amazing. So that's a very, very nice, Amy. So Did one of our read? viewers just asked, why wasn't Gabrielle in any of the 60s scenes? I think she is at one point. She was. She's, banging a hang- she's banging a tambourine, I think, at one point. Go back to the uh, B-end, yep. and oh, yeah. she's banging the tambourine. A, a pregnant hippie is banging the pam- tambourine. <laughs> yeah. That's right. I, I did notice we didn't have enough extras for the B in. Maybe you kind of used them for the uh, for the for the for the takeover. You kind of had to, you know, was, was, no, it was still we had to deal with the budget. I mean, there weren't quite enough extras. Well, you know, he didn't have the same clout in season four, or season five. I'm going to bring up in season five, um, in, in the next episode, that you know, Jason wanted Moscow lights. We were going to get Moscow lights, which was out of our reach until that moment. 
No, you know, Paul shortchanged us. Uh, I love Paul. Obviously, we're gonna. And Jay, I want to do a tribute show to him as well. Um, yeah, yeah we definitely should. Betty and, and and others. Well, and, I was gonna uh, say there might be a memorial show. <laughs> There's others. There's so many. I mean. Yeah, but well, it might be exactly. Getting that way, unfortunately. I noticed, Jason, too. One of the things I love about your work as a director is you do move the camera around a lot. You know, these guys mentioned that, uh, which we don't really see a lot of on nine hundred two one zero. You know, nobody's really moving the camera. It's kind of shot to a traditional nine hundred two one zero way, and I love that too. But was that something that you took with you that you said, "Hey, I want to start moving the camera around and start doing some different things"? Uh, yes. I wanted to, and certainly, certainly, I, 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 I was. The camera was very active in this '60s episode, yeah. and I wanted to, uh, I wanted to replicate a lot of those uh, movies that Chuck was talking about, the, 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 the documentaries stuff that he was talking about. Those, those, uh, very the, the, again, utilize a lot of that same kind of stuff that he was uh, that he was talking about in the in those in those documentaries that I had seen. Yeah. On the on the BNs and all that stuff. So I, I you tried to mimic a lot of that stuff. That's very cool, man. I love I love it. Um, okay, so let's move on to this other episode in season five. Right, we're talking about um, things that go bang in the night. Now, to me, this is like I mean, this is a quintessential amazing nine hundred two one zero episode for so many for so many reasons, right? Is it night? Do you like, do you, or is it different? You know, I don't know if there, everything's anything's better, but is it just different? Directing something that's more nine hundred two one zero versus, say, this. You know, these kind of uh, throw. No, I don't want to say throw. Standalone. Yeah, standalones. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, no. Um, I think that. Uh, I. I mean. I mean, this episode was. I mean, this episode is such a crazy nine hundred two one zero episode. Mm -hmm. It was super fun. You know. And yeah. it was, uh, you know, it was, you know, it was, it was Dylan McKay going totally off the rails, and uh, you know, like it, it had a lot of really fun stuff to it. Yeah. So it made it, uh, it made it a lot of fun. And what I think also what really makes it amazing is it was, you know, Mr. Spelling loved holiday episodes. We did Christmas episodes. We did Valentine's. So we Thank now you. had already done these Halloween episodes, and this is how Chip Johannesson, our friend, he's been on the show a few times. This is how he does it, you know. I remember coming in and he said, I've researched this thing, The Day of the Dead, which was not in America, really that much in American culture at that point. And, you know, the costuming, again, of this episode in the Halloween party, but everybody got two sets of stuff and it was great wardrobe, you know. It was, um, uh, you know, it really was something different. And um, and then, of course, just then now all of a sudden we're going to be following uh UFOs. I mean, it was. Um, yeah, that's right. right. I, don't know, I don't think it was your quite your typical. I know, no, 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 but, uh, no, no, by no means. Yeah, mm -mm. but I mean, in terms of storyline, we're talking a lot about you know the drama and the and the and the serialized stuff that's happening in the nine hundred two one zero universe. Right, and the, and the Kelly, the the Kelly, uh, the, the Kelly uh, love triangle stuff, and then the, the the Brandon election stuff, and then the the. Gabrielle and the, the religion. The and Claire stuff. I just, I just want to bring up one thing that that struck me in the episode. It was the Claire David. Um, it was the, it was the, the, it was like the, like just how quickly they went. Claire went from j like just like bitching at him to wanting to have sex with him. I know. It was like it was like flipping a light switch. It was crazy. Yeah. 
wasn't it? It was. Yeah, I thought so. Crazy. I thought yeah. it was their first time too. It was their first time. That's right. Yeah. Where was she? Where was she bitching at him in this episode? Oh, no, she. Yeah. It's, you know, because oh, he was he was one? a non-believer. He was a non-believer. Oh, so that's she right. Was she was like, Look, oh, David, oh. David, David, just focus. Oh my God, I can't believe you. <laughs> She was like, oh, my God, I'm so glad we're here. Let's have sex. Do you have any condoms? <laughs> <laughs> that was you know, her character. You know, Brandon Walsh turned her down. What was she going to do? <laughs> she handed, she handcuffed herself to her in his bed. Uh, this is a great moment to ask you about this, Jason. Um, what was Kathleen like to work with? Uh, Kathleen was great, man. Kathleen's awesome. She's a Canadian. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I ask you that because we have a – goal here on our show to get Kathleen Robertson to appear. So, uh, you know, if, if you can help us and put us in a good word with Kathleen, we'd greatly appreciate it. <laughs> Have you asked her? Yes. We, we, we've been talking. Listen, it's not just me. I'm going to show this quick clip. This week, we had a... No, last, yeah, <laughs> last week, we had an amazing person, a fan, Zara, who recorded a video and said why uh, Kathleen should uh, join the show. You guys are going to love this. Hi Kathleen, here's why I think you need to be on the show. You played an amazing character on Nano Toronto. It'd be great to hear your stories on the show. And besides, I'm a Canadian. You're a Canadian. Come to the show. You're a comic. Oh, there you go, Kathleen. If you're watching, please. And I love her. Uh, I love Zara and I love Kathleen. So if you're watching, you know, come on down. Um, I got to tell you, man, I, you know, there's a thing about you acting in these episodes and like, I'm blown away about what you're able to do because you must have your mind in so many places directing, but then you kick it up to a whole other level with Luke at the end of things that go bang in, in the night, because that stuff with you two together is incredible from an acting perspective. So a couple of questions on that note. Uh, is it difficult directing and acting? We'll start there. It's uh, it's yeah, yeah. It's it's not it's not the easiest thing because you have to you have to you have to like compartmentalize your brain so that you're so that you're present with your with your scene partner or partners so that you're there with them and, and actually present with them. But then you have to also be judging what's going on at the same time, um, which is which is difficult. Um, it's not impossible, but it's uh, difficult. Um, it's just, do, you, do you have somebody that's like an assistant director sort of helping you with that? Or yeah, well, you do, well, you do. And, then you, and then you also, you know, you ask your, your first AD, who's your first assistant director, and you, and you ask your, your camera operators, you know, because they, they are a very good uh, judge as well. Um, but at the end of the day, it's your decision, and you have to make the decision. Um, uh, and, it, and it's you know it 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 just kind of is what it is, right? Uh, yeah. You sort of have to you just sort of have to trust your trust your gut and trust your instincts and and know 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 what the truth is, right? And you can and you can feel what the truth is when you're when you're in it, right? Yeah, particularly with Luke here. Um, you know, I asked uh, Brian this question: uh, What did you take from him as an actor? I'm sure at this point now you guys have been working together a long time. So you get into a scene like this and it's very heavy. Um, what, did, what did you take from Luke as an actor and then maybe as a person too? Uh, as, an, as an actor, I always, uh, you know, I love Luke's uh, commitment. 
you know, he committed to things and he, and he, and he went for it and he wasn't afraid to just go for it. Right. Uh, and certainly that was the case in, in these scenes when, you know, when, when he had to be, uh, you know, a guy who was on the edge and was coming unglued, he was, he wasn't afraid to, to, to reach for that, you know? And, and I think that that sort of, um, that sort of, that sort of commitment and that sort of bravery is, uh, is, is awesome. And it's, and it's awesome to see. And, and as, uh, and as an actor to, uh, to, uh, to, to, to be that committed takes, uh, take, takes a lot. And he, uh, Luke was always, uh, he was always up for it. Right. And, and I, as a person, I loved him for that. And he was, and he was like that in life too. You know, he was, uh, you know, he was an awesome, big, big hearted guy. And he really, he wore his heart on his sleeve and he was, uh, uh, you know, he was, a he was, he was a warm, kind, loving guy. You know, he was just a, he was a, had, uh, had it all. When you look back on these scenes together, do you recall acting with him, directing him in that, in those moments? Did it bring oh, yeah. up memories? Yeah. 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 Oh yeah. I, I mean, I, you know, and I, you mean, I, I mean, I directed, well, Luke, you know, I directed him a lot. On this show, I mean, you know, Rebecca's going to be on in September. I directed uh, the episode where, you know, where she got shot. And, you know, I, I directed Luke's last episode on the show, you know, like, uh, and I, you know, and I directed him outside of the show too on, on other projects. Like Luke and I work together a lot. Um, and, and, and I, you know, and, and, and Luke, and Luke was one of those actors that, that, you know that certainly, as as a director, I you know I, it was it was it was always a collaboration, very very much a collaboration. You know, I never I never had to traffic cop him. And, you know, it was always it was always very collaborative. Um, also, you you got a, you know those scenes with Tiffany. I'm just going to really, go. There. You know, and and I know that um, you know you guys you guys really very quickly developed a a, a chemistry. I yeah, think, um, that that's there because. You know, here she just had stepped in just a few episodes before, right? Yeah. I mean, you know, just, yeah. I think those are really And also, like Jessica Klein brought up uh, last week about what Tiffany's doing in this season. She's playing like two, two, like she's playing two characters. You know, at sometimes she's, you know, the sweet, innocent, uh, you know, new person that moved into the house, and then other times she's this, you know, femme fatale that's at the pool hall and all that, and she's just, just incredible in this what was it like directing uh tiffany jason well tiffany i mean tiffany and i uh, uh, tiffany and i when she she came to the show and we found we found a lot of uh common ground right away the two of us so communication with her was very easy and uh and she is uh and she's very she's, she's very talented and and i think you know I think that Jessica was right. She was playing, she was playing, she, you know, she was playing everybody and she was very manipulative and she was, you know, with Brandon, she was playing that one that, you know, poor, poor me, little innocent, but you know, poor me, little innocent girl from Buffalo. And, oh, what am I going to do? And then on the other side, she was playing very, very, very manipulative, um, uh, femme fatale kind of character, you know, seducing boys and, uh, you know, using her sexuality to get what she wanted. Um, uh, and I, and I think that, uh, I, I, you know, I, and I think that Tiffany really enjoyed that. I think that, you know, playing Kelly Kapowski for as long as she did, I think that, uh, you know, having the opportunity to play a character like this was something that, uh, 
uh, that she was able to really sink her teeth into and have a, a lot of fun doing. How amazing, guys, is the shot where you set up where you're the one waiting for her to come in to the, to the house. You know, you're sitting on that chair with the it's dark and it's, you know, it's awesome. And then, you know, you have that confrontation where the, like Brandon is going to confront Valerie on what she's been up to. Uh, really good stuff. Do you remember good. sort of putting that together? Oh, th- uh, oh, you mean the one where she comes in and you end up on that tight close-up of, uh, of Brandon sitting in the dark? Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah man. I was – you know what? I, I when, it, when I watched that shot, I uh, – I was uh, I I really uh, I really enjoyed that. I didn't remember it until I saw yeah. it. <laughs> well, cool. yeah, I want to add one chip thing here. I, I wonder if uh, it got that far. But when in the writing of this thing, and I remember if you remember Chuck, Chip was convinced they had to make love in the satellite dish. Did he ever tell you this, Jason? No, he, that's what he had in his mind. We had to talk him out. We said, no, no, there'll be radiation. They can't. But Chip said, no, they have to make love in the satellite dish. And actually, when I watched the episode, I, I thought maybe they were going to make love in it. I couldn't remember how it ended. But I was disappointed. Chip was probably right. God. That would have been awesome. <laughs> I, um, I don't know if the satellite dish made it to the draft that you guys showed me. I don't think it was there. Larry, does Chip get and you, or do you both get a bunch of credit for the dialogue between uh, Jason and um, Luke in that in that? Scene? No, that was real. That was Chip. That was it's all Chip. That stuff. That was that no, was that, the bridges I burned. That was all Chip. The uh, the other stuff, the, the UFO <laughs> stuff, was, was definitely mine too because that was my experience having a. Uh, I was in Wawa, uh, Jason. You know where Wawa is? It's in yeah. Ontario above. Yeah. You know, I I had a, a UFO experience, kind of like that, a fake one. So I, I remember telling Chip about it, and he kind of wanted. Using that as the fake, you know, as the the the, the, the scare, but uh, in my case, it was like I was in a culvert, and then I could see these yellow lights, and it was, and I, I said, just like them, I kind of, I got to meet these people. I'm gonna drop all rock and just gonna give myself over to it, and it was a, it was a truck, basically. <laughs> Yeah, guy taking, yeah. A guy taking a piss, basically, in a truck. Oh, Fun yeah. fact for you, uh, Jason. Uh, Larry told us last week that he named Josh Richland uh, after his Coke dealer. So there, <laughs> there, there's that, right? He's and a lawyer there. now. He's a lawyer Jason, what confessional can you give us? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I was... Um, when I, uh, I, ha- I have to say, I'd, I'd forgotten where that line, uh, let the bridges I burn light my way. I'd forgotten where that line came from. And when I heard Luke say that uh, in that scene, I was, I was like, oh, yeah, that's where it came well, from. Well, Chip says it was from a song. Uh, Chip says he pulled it off a song, you know, kind of a local band song from Boston. Right. Yeah, but he, he, there's so much great dialogue in that scene. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, oh, yeah. my God. It's yeah. That, that line, though, really stands oh. out. Yeah, by the way, Jason, we have that T-shirt available at the Beverly Hills 902.0 showshop.com if somebody wants to go there. that segway? That was pretty good, right? That was was pretty amazing. Yeah, I haven't been quite set up that way before, so I wasn't even prepared for it. But, uh, yeah, awesome. Uh, Lily, do you have any questions about this episode? Nope. They're all general. (laughs) All general questions. General Jason questions. I love that. Um, okay, let's move on to this other episode, The Real McCoy, right? Uh, another sort of departure from the world of 90210. However, I will say that the stuff that's happening in the 90210 world is some amazing foreshadowing for things that are going to happen towards uh, the end of the season. There's a lot of really beautiful stuff that's happening and well-written things that are going on. But let's talk about the Western part first. Um, where in the world is this 
this happening? Well, we the, the truth is when you know the, when the, I made the the uh, Woodstock, the time has come today for me. But this one was was for, really for Jason and Luke. Yeah, Jason had been in a western, the Tombstone. He was terrific in it. Luke had Eight spent seconds. a year and training and really learning to be a bull rider. Remember the the, the bull rider? It was a yeah, great bull rider too. Would come to the come to the set and he would practice. So we were really imbued with the western spirit. And yes, we were doing these, you know. Um, past lives in this. And so why not do all the archetypal, you know, cliches of a Western and use our characters. And it was a way to get Larry's son and my son into the, uh, into the picture. So that was very important. They were the two little boys at the church. Yeah, they were the Luke's children. Amazing. When you saw this script, Jason, what's your thoughts on it? Oh my God! I I just thought this was going to be this was this was going to be a, as much fun as the '60s episode. Crazy. And 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 I uh, and I talked, I had to talk to me Whitmore Jr. into coming out of retirement. So good. And and, and yeah. asking again. <laughs> what was that like, Jay? Did not want to do it? It, it? he did not want to do it. No, oh. he didn't. I had to talk oh. him into it. But it eventually. <laughs> It I is so much realism. Just, I think Luke and I just wore him down after a while. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Capitulated. Um, do you, I mean, what is it like to shoot a Western while you're on Beverly Hills 90210? Are you guys like, are you, is it a, like, how do you treat that departure even as an actor? It was, uh, it, you know what? It was, it was super fun because it was all self-contained and, you know, we, we shot the rest of the episode like a regular episode and then we went out to the, uh, the, the Disney Ranch or the Warner Ranch? Disney Ranch, yeah. The Disney Ranch, yeah. Ranch. I think, you know, Jason, Jay, I think we did two ranches because so when you go in the town where they where he gets shot, yeah. remember they had a train and that's where we ran out of time. But, you know, that there was that set. And right. then when we did the church right. and, and a few of the other things, that was right. Disney Ranch. Right. Yeah. I think you're right. I think there were two sets. Two, it, uh, two, two ones we went to. Yeah. We shot them all, but we shot all that stuff. You know, that stuff sort of stood on its own. So it sort of felt like two episodes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Sherry Weiss, who we all know and love here, oh, says... Hi, Sherry. Yeah. Hi, Sherry. As Hope a Kelly, uh, Dylan Ryhard, I will defend the real McCoy till the day I die. I'm also a sucker for alternate universe episodes like this. Time has come today, and dreams of Dylan McKay. So, and now we know why I'm madly in love with Sherry Weiss. <laughs> Hold on, wait a second. I want to debunk this because I'm not a a, 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 a Kelly uh, Dylan guy, and I think you know reincarnation therapy, regression therapy, is an unreliable narrator. So he's Kelly is not really his his soulmate. Brenda is his soulmate. We all know that. <laughs> <laughs> what are, okay. What I'm do you think? I'm, I'm, I didn't know you felt that way. Larry. I feel that way. I just felt when I saw this episode, it was an unreliable narrative because it's telling everybody that Kelly and Dylan are the, really the magic couple, you know. Whereas I think it's Brandon and Kelly, you know. That's what well, I'm working I, on. That's that's the long game I'm working on. Interesting. And yeah. um, I I did you, I'm a big proponent of the unreliable narrator. I've exactly. used it in a lot and there's of, nothing more unreliable than And then, you know, Brandon, I think, loses an election in the midst of all this, right? So there's... Yeah. There, yeah. There's that. 
Yeah, that was the end, right? Tiller, it was the it was the rec requiem for the Rosen years, right? No more campus politics. No more spelling, yeah, and yeah. that was it. No. Lost an election horribly. Yeah. Yeah. But it was, but it was sort of uh, but it was sort of all forgotten. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um and then, you know, there's some foreshadowing about with Valerie here about like you, we never touch each other. And then, you know, obviously in a few episodes, we're gonna see a whole a whole thing sort of happen. Um beautiful well written stuff, guys. On, on well, we're leading to uh, I choose me, I think, right? I mean, where yes. basically she rejects both the guys, and so Kelly. yeah, yeah, that's what happens. Mm -hmm. Yeah, right. That's what we're building to. Is I, I choose, choose me. me. Yeah, that's the next episode. That's goodbye, Beverly Hills of the uh, Gabriella leaving. I mean, right, right. Leaving. Oh yeah. my God! So much stuff happened at the end of that fifth year. It's, in, it's in, including Chuck yeah. dropping out of college. <laughs> goodbye. Joe almost killed me, but didn't do it. Didn't succeed. I'm curious on that topic though, Jason. When you know, at the end of season five, a lot of people are gonna be leaving. Uh like you mentioned, you know, Jim and Cindy are gone, Gabrielle's yeah. gone, Chuck's gone. Um, John, and then and Luke's only around for another ten episodes, and then Mark da Mark Damon Espinosa gone too. Right, Mark's gone. Mark's yeah, gone. Um, what, he'll be gone pretty quick. What was that like? That 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 transfer. I mean, I assume that you guys know that that might ha transfer tra transpire at some point. No. Well, I I yeah, it was it 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 was strange. It was it was strange. It was strange because the show started to evolve, mm. right? And things started to things started to change, and 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 from that and from that moment on, you know, the show the show kept changing and evolving, and and there was and there was you know, it just you know the show was the show just kept changing and evolving after that, and I think that and I think that it 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 you know I I think that you know the the first the first the first Four, four or five years of the show is sort of a, is sort of its own show, and then after that, the show became a few different shows before the end. But I, I think that that, you know, the first, the, how many? I, yeah, you know what I mean, guys? Like, yeah, I well, do. Uh, oh, well, to me, yes, because I never saw one after I left. Yeah. Really, but <laughs> don't, don't um, forget, by the sixth season, we were doing yeah, that was the third year of doing thirty-two in a row. So sixth right. season and seventh really, season. So there really was no time to really think about what was going on and what was different. We just had to deliver yeah. material to the set and you had to exactly. kind of do it. Yeah. And, and, you know, there's some, there's some good stuff and then there's some bad stuff, but uh, for the most part, uh, you know, there's some, you know, the show holds up. We've been looking at it now and there's some pretty cool stuff. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. You know, uh, I just, for, I think the fans, super fans might be interested in this. The first person I really had to say, I think I can't do this anymore. was Karen. Yeah. Obviously. Second person I told, I'm not, and the first person outside of Karen I told I'm not coming back was Jason. I drove up to your house. You were living in, Griff, you know, Griffith Park, um, yeah. beautiful place. And uh, we were friends, um, yeah. you know, away from the set. Really, we had developed that kind of relationship. And I just wanted to know, you know, the, the Brandon Walsh's alter ego is leaving the, the house, you know. And, and then I went to tell Aaron Spelling. Yeah. What was that conversation like for you, Jason? Knowing no. That was, that was hard. That was, that was really hard. Chuck, uh, Chuck, you know, Chuck had been, Chuck had been the only executive producer that that, that I that we'd known on the show. 
Uh, and certainly, certainly he'd been, he'd been my guy that I'd gone to about everything. And he had been, uh, he had, he had been the, the babysitter of our show. Right. And he had always been the last typewriter for every bit of material that had, that had been produced on our show. And I, and I think that, um, him, him leaving was, uh, was, you know, sent us all into a, into a, into a world of, uh, uncertainty because we didn't know what was, what was coming. I mean, I mean, you know, I, you know, Larry, Larry was sticking around and that, that made us all feel better. And, you know, some of the other uh, producers were sticking around, but it, you know, we knew, we knew that the show was going to be a different show without Chuck. There. Yeah. Uh, and you know, obviously, uh, Chuck, you did amazing work for those first five seasons. Uh, I've said this to you so many times about gratitude, just so thankful for the work that you did. Thank you, man. Uh, on on that that those things i mean everything that we're talking about right now up to this point is directly involved with the work and the, the heart well this is just so wonderful to be able to to rehash it too to look at him again because why would we and especially we get the, the the vantage point of looking at them uh with the original music yes and unfortunately that's been our super fans are undermined in that area yeah you know one thing we've uh, seen a lot jason as we look at these episodes how you made the writers look good with all your improv lines. You and oh Ian, my God. really, there's so that. many. You and Ian, lines. yeah, you made, you, you people know. thought we were funny. But <laughs> there was, there was one, uh, and there's some dirty <laughs> double entendres too that you got through. It's amazing <laughs> shit. Uh, we, I can't remember the line. It was just uh, some really funny stuff. So Let me really cool. un, un remember the Alamo. When when he was he was gonna go meet her back home, I was like, "Be gentle, big boy. She's a little girl." Oh, I know. I wrote that. Down. I said that was another one. Wow, you got that through. <laughs> how do we get that passed? <laughs> speaking of getting things passed, there's a big do <laughs> on this on this show about something that happened in one of the episodes. It's got nothing to do with what we're talking about here, but I'm going to ask you about it. There is an episode of 90210 where fans are convinced, and Jessica Klein brought this to our attention, that you call Luke, Luke. Dylan Luke. Dylan Luke in an episode. I'm going to show you this clip. Gentlemen. Buddy. Hey, I've been looking for you. Next time you take my car, put gas in it. You loaned him your car? Are you crazy? Sorry, Luke. Let me make it up to you, all right? <laughs> is it Luke or is it the Canadian look? look? I said, look. sorry, look, let me make it up to you. Yeah. Look. Wow. Oh, there you go. I love it. would have been funny if I would have called him Luke, though. Yeah. yeah. Really sorry, look, let me make it up to you. Also, in the uh the 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 whatever, the narration, the the, the what do you call that? The the on screen, the right the text on screen. Subtitle says, says look, right? Yeah. It says Luke. It says Luke? Doesn't it? Play it again. I think it says look on the subtitles. It says, okay. yeah. Uh, so they got it right. Jessica Klein, not so much. Bill Littlewood, I hope you're happy now. Yeah, oh, there was some. He's someone from the groups that had like a million dollar bet that it was a Canadian look that you said. He won. Uh, okay. Won. I wanted yeah, to. Darren knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> um, in season hey, what, Darren, do you talk Canadian? <laughs> do some Canadian for in season six. You work with this person, uh, and Chuck, you're not you're not going to be familiar with this person at all. But uh, you get to work with Emma, Emma Caulfield, uh, Susan Keats. What was it like working with Emma? And they're going somewhere with that. So uh, I'm just curious what what it was like working with Emma. 
Emma, uh, Emma was Emma was lovely. Emma is uh, Emma's Emma's super sweet, super cool, um, very talented. Uh, Emma's awesome. Cool. I did a, I did, a, I did a movie later on in my career with her and um, and uh, Bradley Cooper. Uh, we had a great time. So uh, for the fans that are watching right now, let everybody know that we're going to do a Susan Keats episode, Larry and I. And guess who's going to join us? Susan Keats. And that's going to be, what, the 28th of August, a special bonus uh, oh, episode. So uh, that's pretty exciting. Emma will be joining us. So Susan Keats. Larry's been on like a, like a season six and seven mission to get to, to, to pull all these <laughs> people. Uh, let's talk a little bit about Remember the Alamo. I know for you, Chuck, this is like, uh, you know, rocket science hearing about some of these things that are, were occurring. But I do think there's a beautiful, you know, there's a beautiful story that's told. Uh, and it's relevant to today, what's going on today, you know, about, uh, you know, with Black Lives Matter and all that stuff. I mean, you guys were sort of you know, always on the forefront of that topic. And remember, the Alamo certainly does, you know. I thought I was channeling Chuck in this show, actually. You know, I, I didn't remember it that well when I saw it. Did you watch it, Chuck? Uh, I did not, but I can't help but think <laughs> that the first episode that uh, Jason and I really did was what the basketball one, which also one-on-one, -on -one, which dealt with race, right? Yeah. High school basketball. Well, it, I mean, it the was great... there right from the start with this TV show. Yeah, this, yeah. this, was, this was pretty cool. What is your remember your memories of a kind of like working on this particular episode, Jason? Sorry, me. Oh, yeah. Sorry. yeah. Uh, you know what? I, 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 it took it took me a minute. I was watching and I was like, hmm, did I direct this episode like, earlier? <laughs> yeah. and, and then and then and then when we when we got to the and then and then I remembered. Oh yeah, we were at that the small town that we had to go to up north. Then yeah. we had to scout the okay. town and find the town. I remember all this stuff. Peru, I think. Yeah. And and the, right, and the two racist uh, uh, loser sons and everything, and it, it all it all started coming back to me. Um, I really uh, I really liked the episode, and I really liked the uh, I really liked the, I, I really I really enjoyed the 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 message, um, and I enjoyed the uh, I I I just I I really it really it really worked for me on a, on a lot of uh, on a lot of levels, and I just. I really, uh, I really enjoyed it, and I enjoyed, you know, that we we were away with with Brandon, and and I loved the, uh, I, I loved the, all the all the comedy stuff that I did with, with uh, Steve and Claire, Steve and Claire trying to find each other at the airport, and all the slow mo stuff of them running towards each other. And that was hilarious. I had forgotten that. That was great. <laughs> I totally forgot all that stuff. Yeah, was that was great. big time. And the other thing, Ian is so buff in this episode; it's ridiculous. Yeah, it's like whoa. And then, so you've got him like running and leaping over the chairs, doing the OJ Simpson stuff in slow mo to meet Claire. After you know, checking this episode, they keep she's trying to meet him in LA. He's trying to meet her in in uh, Texas, and they keep uh, flying over and they oh, miscommunicate. And they finally funny. catch each other in the airport, and like Ian sees her, and, he, and Jason's got this slow mo thing, and it's long too. It's a big shot. It, it's, it's really cool. I do, I do like six different yeah. angles of them running towards each yeah. other in slow mo. Yeah. And the other thing, love that. Then the other thing we have. That was the thing that really always, just, you know, to be able to mix drama and comedy right next to each other in, 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 in those ways. That was, um, Mr. Spelling really liked that. And uh, I think hopefully fans did. The, the other thing we had in this episode, Chuck, which we couldn't do earlier, was we have a black and white kiss where Brandon Walsh kisses uh, Mariah, this girl. And, and the way it happens is really cool. It's kind well, of a, a, a fuck you to kiss, the races. Uh, didn't you kiss um, Vivica Fox? Or no? 
The other thing we did here too, we, have all, we don't just have white racists, we have black racists too, which I thought was really good balance there. We have a blues club and the guys are just as big assholes. <laughs> so I was pretty happy that I had totally forgotten it like you. I, you know, oh, that's, that's good. That was smart. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Sounds great. <laughs> we got a lot of great uh, <laughs> fan questions and whatnot. I want to get to with Lily, just some more general ones. But we did play a little game with Brian when he was here. If he could, if you could remember some of the people that you were in scenes with. So we have a bunch. They should be fairly. Oh, oh that's so unfair. <laughs> they should be fairly easy. Um, let's start, let's start here. Am I going to have to remember their names? Yeah. Yes. Remember her. Either the, oh no, what is the character? What yeah, who was this character? Fine. What did this character do in your life? Oh my god. Did uh, you kiss this character? Did you kiss her? Oh, of course okay. I kissed her, yeah. <laughs> of course you did. Right. That was a that was a throw. I wanted to set yeah, it up for you. That was, that was a softball. Yeah, that was a softball, Chuck. Um, no memory. This is Brooke. Brooke, yeah, I'll, sure. I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll buy. She's a Brooke. Yeah, that looks like a Brooke. <laughs> she, yeah, was her, racist, uh, she was the racist, she was the racist volleyball player. Yeah, the racist volleyball player. Yo, Christmas volleyball player? What? Racist. 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 Racist volleyball player. Yeah, right, right, right. Okay. Yeah. When Brenda was off in uh, Paris, you were playing right. volleyball. Yes. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. okay. Little, maybe I, a little easier. I remember her. She was cute. Yeah, yeah. That's Carl Pickens. Yeah, I know him. Yeah, Henry Thomas, right? Henry Thomas. He was always great. How about this? Oh, yeah. That's Nikki Witt. Nikki Witt. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> You're doing fairly good so far. Yeah. You're better than Brian. Yeah, <laughs> Brian. Brian got, all of them. Uh, Brian got all of them. He did, which shocked me. And and he also was he also said had the same story. Like I used to audition. I knew this guy from auditions. Like every actor he knew. Yeah. Quick on on uh, Nikki Witt. Was it fun working with her? You had a lot of good stuff with, uh, yeah. with Dana. Yeah. Yeah, she was super cool. Yeah, Dana Barron was super cool. Very nice person. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we haven't talked about her a lot here. Um, and then I have. I'm sure you remember. Jack. Oh yeah, that's well, that's Dave Cheryl. Yeah. Um, what was what was his character's name? He was the homeless uh, homeless guy. Jack well, yeah, who I brought Jack home for Thanksgiving. You know that movie Pineapple Express? We had yeah. Canadian Express. If you were a friend of Jason, we're gonna get you through customs. Come on down. And and fortunately, all his friends were really good actors. Little past Chuck's time, but uh, do you remember? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, God. Uh, oh. <laughs> it's, it's just, uh, no, that's not cheese. Oh, God. She was at the TV station. Yes, yeah. Tracy. He was your girlfriend. Tracy. Tracy? Tracy. Tracy. Yeah, yeah, Jill. And actually, Jill's going to join Jill us Lovett. for an episode. In, uh, Jill Lovett. That's your name. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, Lily, I'm going to turn it over to you. What do you got fan question-wise? And, and then, By the way, also, Aaron Martin's going to show us some very cool right. uh, Brandon uh, memorabilia, too. So that's on tap as well. But what, what do you got okay. so far? I'll start with the ones that we received the most inquiries on. So several of our viewers have asked, they want to know, uh, what were your favorites and least favorites storylines, episodes to act in, and episodes to direct in? Okay, those are good. Yeah. Oh wow. Okay, my favorite episodes to direct. Uh, uh my favorite episodes to direct. Uh, she came in through the bathroom window. Uh, my very first one. Uh, love that episode. Um, uh, time has come today. Uh, has to be one of my favorites. Um, uh, and uh, the, uh, the dreams of Dylan McCabe because you know uh, who doesn't love a western? 
Absolutely. Um, Real McCoy, yeah. With Real McCoy, I mean, sorry. Real McCoy. Uh, yeah. And uh, what, was the, what was the other question? Act in. Favorite story story story. ones to act in. Wow. Oh, boy. Um, uh, can I, I can jump in and tell you what uh, many people's favorite was, Jason. Go, Joe. Um, next week, we're having the, in the, our pantheon of directors, Dan Adius yeah. coming on with us. Cool. And Dan was a fine director. Jason will be the first to tell you that. And he got a performance out of you on Leading from the Heart. The one mm -hmm. where the cousin um, gets par paralyzed yeah. on a cousin ski Bobby. slope accident. Yeah. Jason delivers the performance, and the and the crew breaks into a plot. So I I think that was a pretty high water mark. Whether it was one of your favorites, I just want to remind you that you did yeah. have that moment there. Well, that well that that one was fun for me because that was another one of my Canadian actor friends, Gordon Curry, was the was our. There you go. In the yeah, leaning from the heart. That was a good episode. Um, um, what about storyline wise? Did you like the the whole thing with uh, the the chase of the I choose me uh, with with Kelly? Uh, did, did I like it for me? Uh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, what else you got, Lily? Lily. I think Lily has frozen, frozen up. Lily, Lily froze in time. Uh, somebody asked here, Lizzie, Lizzie, not Lily. What was Jamie Walters like? Jamie Walters like, you know what? Jamie was, uh, Jamie was, Jamie was super sweet. You know, he was a real nice guy. Um, you know, went on to have a, a, a great career on his own TV series on Fox after he left us yeah. uh, on the Heights. Went on to have the number one single in North America. You know, Jamie uh, uh, and Jamie was a real nice guy. I want to ask you about this, too. Um, Tori is very underrated through the entire run of Beverly Hills 90210. I mean, she's a fantastic actress. And the scenes that you get out of her, um, you know, she's in this unusual storyline, which we don't really see, like Donna playing two guys and, and all this kind of stuff. Uh in the in the one episode that we were were talking about earlier, but then she delivers some really beautiful stuff with Jamie uh, on the back of the pickup truck and stuff like yeah. that. Do you remember directing her? And do you, do you agree with that assessment that she's just a fantastic fantastic actress? I, I think I, I I think Tori does. I, I I think Tori can. I think Tori can. Tori, Tori does very well with comedy and does very well with physical comedy. And I think Tori is Tori does Tori can be really good. Um. And Tori, like certainly in scenes like that, when she just, when she just, when it, when she just delivers things very simply and she's just very honest, uh, you know, when she just lets her honesty shine through. And I think that that was the, you know, like that, the reason that scene was so beautiful is because she was just, you know, you could feel her honesty in that, in, in yeah. that performance. And that's what made it uh, resonate the way that it did. From a director standpoint, working with Tori, um, are you doing anything special to get anything out of her? Or you know, I mean, she's so great in this. Well, I I think I, I seem to I seem to remember that night. I I just I was just I just kept asking her to just just do less, just say just just say the words, and just just don't put anything on it. Just say it. And mm. I think that that kind of simplicity just allows. 
for that for that sort of it, it allows for the audience to imprint their emotion on that kind of dialogue yeah than, than an actor imprinting too much on it um okay darren why don't you show us some really cool uh brandon stuff that you have uh he's got a you know darren obviously is the king of all uh things oh my god it's terrifying <laughs> <laughs> the keeper of the coat come on bring it out yeah go ahead okay yeah. Oh my God. This is a 3D printed uh, model that I have of Jason Priestley. Oh, there you go. Kind of cool. Very, it was sold from a Canadian company. I thought it was kind of cool. Of course, I also have the uh, Brandon Walsh action figure too with Kung Fu grip. Yeah. <laughs> That's kind of cool. All right. In the box. It took me like 14, 14 hours to put this together, but it's a die cast <laughs> model replica. Oh, that's so cool. The, uh, yeah, it was released like this, but it's, you know, it's not that big. So I kind of wanted this. Right. So that was fun to do. Um, of course, Jason's awesome book, which you should all yeah. pick up on Amazon.com or .ca yeah. if you're in Canada. By the way, it's amazing, by the way, that book. I, I, I really, really dug that. Um, yeah, it was a great book. This is definitely uh, past Puzzle both of you from guys. Italy. Wow. Oh, that's cool. This is definitely past both of these guys' time period on the show, but this keeps coming up, this question. So I'm going to ask it for you. I know this is not, this is past tense, but oh, yeah, yeah. there's an episode where you play the man in the jewelry store when you're uh, bringing back the ring. And a lot of people asked about that choice of being the one to play the jewelry store person and why, right. how that came to be. When I, when I played Mr. Frudenberg in the, uh, in the jewelry with store. With this ring. Yes, yeah, yeah. with this ring. That's right. Uh, well, it was... Um, uh, you know, I just thought I, I just thought it would be uh, fun to do, and uh, and and a challenge to uh, for for uh, for for me for our, something interesting for our crew to do. Uh, you know, it's it's a challenge to 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 put two actors in the two you know the same actor on both sides of the same scene. Um, and I and I thought it would just be a fun challenge for us to do one day. Of course, I didn't really think it through. Because I had to get to work four hours early that day to get oh, all the prosthetic makeup put on, uh, so we had, to, we had to shoot Mr. Frudenberg's side first, then uh, and then shoot the the lock off of me on Mr. Frudenberg's side. Then I had to go back into the trailer, get all the oh. prosthetics taken off, then come back, Ooh. then shoot my side of the fifty fifty, then come the, like it was it, it created so much more work than we needed to do. But uh, you know, but it, I guess it was kind of fun. On that like note. It. Too. On that note, uh, we've talked about here, we did a whole episode about double ups and what that process was like. You guys did these episodes where you were shooting two episodes at a time. Yeah. That must have been, what is that challenge like for from a director standpoint? I don't know if you've done that as a director, sure. And as an actor. Uh, well, I uh, I wasn't able to direct during any of the double ups that we did every year, obviously, because I was acting on two units simultaneously. Yeah. Uh, so uh, luckily, yeah. I, was spared, I was spared that experience. As yeah. I'm glad. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I, I'm. Yeah, I was uh, not really disappointed in that. From um, an actor standpoint, what was that like? Well, it was. Uh, it, it was. It was not without its challenges. I mean, you had to. You had to be. You had to be. You're shooting two episodes at the same time. So yeah. um, you know, it's it's uh, it's full of challenges. I mean, I mean, ba basically, we would uh arrive on set go you know it, it, Diana Valentine was one of our script supervisors the other one would be whoever was filling in on the other set and we would go up to them and say which episode is this 
and they would give us the Coles notes of the, this is the episode where Valerie's doing this and you're doing this. And we go, oh, okay. And then we'd, you know, have our, and we'd, you know, look at the scene real fast and rehearse it a couple of times. The, the actors would rehearse it five or six times and then we'd just go on the set and block it and shoot it and then run over to the other unit or go, you know, stay there and keep working on that unit. I mean, it was, it was, it was, it was like boot camp for actors. It was like crazy. Yeah. We did the uh, Rolling Stone one and the fire on the show. Those are the two episodes we talked about. Yeah. We had David Semmel on and Diana Valentine. Right. And that was, that was one set of double ups. We did those yeah. two episodes. The fire and the stone yeah. episodes. Jesus. God. Drew Kinney was there too. Jesus, because because we wanted to make it easier on ourselves, so we figured we could do Barbie says, and those were sweeps episodes, also. Those sweeps, it was because of sweeps. Jason, you were my favorite character. There's so many beautiful, uh, beautiful comments here that are that are coming in. Mine too. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, listen, guys, I don't know what happened to Lily. We lost Lily, uh, and you know she had some good stuff. I think. Well, let's see. Maybe she's back. Come back. Yeah, I know she's having, she's from Connecticut. She's having all kinds of power issues. But listen, I just want to take the time to say this. Uh, you know, I'm all about gratitude these days, man. And, um, you know, Jason, I think, uh, I think to all the people that you, you resonate so much to all the people that are, you know, on this feed right now in the room and also the people that are asking questions, man. Uh, you made such a difference in all of our lives through the work that you did as a director and as an actor, but I think it probably speaks to your, your human, your person. You know, I think that you deliver honesty out of all your performances and it resonates through whether it be, you know, through the direction or through the acting. And, um, thanks Peter. Yeah, man. And I just, you know, it's important to say, like, I think most of us fans view you as our, as our older brother. You know what I mean? You're you're our guy. Hi, that, Naomi. She just walked in. You know, I saw Naomi. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um, you know, it's it's just I just really want to take a moment to let you know how much we all appreciate you and uh, really thank you for coming on here and uh, for the work. I think you're just an awesome guy, and we love you, man. I mean, uh, it's oh, it's great to have you here. Yeah. Thanks, oh, Peter. You're very kind. Thank you. I appreciate you saying that. Yeah, very kind. It was a, it was a, you know, working working on this show uh, was was an unbelievable experience. Um, we all had a great time, and the the relationships that we formed on that show have have lasted, uh, you know, a lifetime. Yeah, obviously. I mean, you know, look at us all. We're all still, uh, we're you know, we're all still here, and we're all still talking about it, and we're all uh, and we're all still in touch with each other, and we all still. Uh, we all still enjoy spending time together, and it's uh, so it's it's a great testament to the to the work that we did. And um, I don't know, it's it you know it's it's the gift that keeps on giving. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, all exactly. right, you guys, I think we rocked this, Darren. Uh, it's always wonderful having you here. You add such insight. We love the all the stuff and thoughts are with you as you're going through this some very difficult times in your life. I know I'll let you know that uh, we all look at you, you as a brother too in this thing. I've told you that before. Yeah, uh, thoughts are with you, buddy, Thanks, man. Yeah. So uh, sorry I lost Lily in some of the questions, but Jason, maybe you'll come back one day and uh, and, and answer some fun fan questions. Yes? Uh, Peter, anytime. Just invite me and I'll show up. All right. Very awesome. Thanks, brother. Thanks so much, guys. See you uh, later. Very good to see you guys. You All too. right. Take care. I had a very flat. Yeah.